Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Hello, welcome, Megan. Bad Movies. I was gonna say, Amber, the the like energy which you um, had the first sentence at me was really like full of it. <laughs> and knowing that you're kind of tired, I was like, oh look, Amber's bringing the energy. And then the second phrase you said to me, I was like. No, she's not. I burned it all on that first one. <laughs> oh, man. I burned it all on the high. Wow. There's yeah. nothing left, Megan. It's a r- really early in the podcast for that to be true. You're going to have to go on without me. Oh, my goodness. I can't, Amber. How then we I have possibly? a problem because yeah. I think I'm going to fall asleep. Why? It's evening. This is usually Amber's time to shine. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah I should be the sleepy one, Amber. Megan, I... I think this podcast is curse. Oh no, not another curse. Shall we read from a book or open a box? Yes, we should definitely both read from a book and open any and all boxes mm-hmm. and also put on any jewelry we find. Obviously. And then be really surprised when something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amber, we watched Mummy Returns. We did watch The Mummy Returns. You knew we yeah. would. Yeah. Couldn't help ourselves. This was your first time through. I didn't know that. When we started yeah. this this mummy adventure, I wasn't aware that you hadn't seen the whole... I have not. For some no. reason, the word catastrophe came to mind. I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that. Because trilogy doesn't work. It kind of does. But, you know, you have to include the Scorpion King in. And we're not necessarily going to watch the Dragon Emperor, despite mm-hmm. my love of Jet Li. And so I... Then catastrophe came to mind. That's not really how I feel about it, but maybe it is how I feel about it. I do love beautiful catastrophes. I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of this podcast, so... Yeah, I think that, that fits. I'm yeah. okay with it. Anytime there are multiple movies of of a film that mm-hmm. we like, then it's not a trilogy, it's a catastrophe. I love it. It's like a murder of crows. Exactly. Um, a catastrophe of, of bad movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. I almost um, got that thought out cleanly, but I didn't. You, you, you were so close. What is wrong with me? <laughs> All right, Amber. We got some new characters in this movie. We got our Brendan Fraser. We got our Rachel Wise. We got our Arnold Vosloo. We got our John Hanna. We got our Odette Fair. But now, Patricia uh, Velasquez, who played Anak Sonamun in The Mummy actually has like a big part in this one oh so we man. see a lot more of her it's not just ritual suicide and murder <laughs> nope it's not a murder suicide it's i didn't a... really identify that her entire character arc for the first movie was murder suicide yeah yep that's that's that explains it she does so much more in this other one and by that i mean mm-hmm. more murder yes yes sorry then we got Freddie both as Alex O'Connell. So um, this movie takes place 10 years after The Mummy, even though it actually just takes two real years. But in film years, it's been 10. Because apparently the director didn't want to work with small children <laughs> or I work mean, with babies. Who does? Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. who brings a baby on an adventure? Yeah. A six-year-old, point. sure. A 10-year-old, of course. But a baby, that's madness. And Amber, yes, we've got Dwayne Johnson as the Scorpion King. Oh, yes. for the, the, he, he owns the beginning of the movie. He does. He, he's, he's in this movie? No, he's, he's in he's, this movie. He's, he's the first 
part of the movie is, is Dwayne Johnson. It's his, yeah. It is his first role. Yeah. Remember, we also have Edwale Ekenunye Ekbahe as Lakna, kind of the, he's the like n- number two guy to Anak on a Moon. Um, he's like the bad Oded fair. He's exactly. the bad guy's big warrior man. Yeah. And Sean Park says Izzy Buttons. Adorable. Izzy Buttons. Izzy Buttons. Love, love Izzy Buttons. Izzy Buttons. His last name is Buttons? Yeah, apparently. Oh, Did delightful. not know that till Wiki told me. Yeah, the last name isn't even on the IMDb page. All right, Izzy Buttons. <laughs> Izzy Buttons. <laughs> Get on with your bad self. So um, Izzy Buttons plays this um, dirigible um, pilot, and he apparently, the director wanted him to have one silver tooth, and Sean Parks was like, no, I want four. Okay. So four silver teeth. <laughs> I'll raise you three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Movie takes place. Cut to 367 BC. The Scorpion King, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, leads an army to conquer the world. He gets defeated, and um, his his men gets exiled into the desert and apparently don't know how to get home. They're just like, all right, guess we'll wander the desert till we're dead. Right? Dude, <sighs> you, you came from somewhere. You got Why it don't there. Why you just go home? Yeah. Do you not I... remember the way home? Yeah, exiled into the desert seems a weird thing to do to somebody who's from the desert, but it's it's a big place, I suppose. I mean, maybe we just didn't understand the grand scope of the defeat. Like, we 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 only see one battle that they mm-hmm. lose, but then we're led to, they, they tell us that it's been seven years, and then he fails. So maybe in the course of that seven years, whatever he had already conquered, he lost. Yeah. And then th- then he was exiled from everything. He was exiled yeah, from all civilization. Yeah. Oof. Wow. So everyone dies except for a DJ. And he then vows to Anubis that he will give his soul to defeat his enemies. At which, at which point an oasis and a pyramid magically form from his hands. Well, first he has to eat a scorpion, but yes. Uh, but of course, scorpion mm-hmm. king. Yeah. Duh. Anubis sends him a scorpion, so then he bites a head off of it, and then he gets his magic oasis and his sand jackal man army. Yeah, which go ahead and apparently sweep across Egypt, um, finish conquering, and then Anubis takes uh, DJ's soul and <laughs> returns yeah. to the underworld. This all happens within, like, I don't know, five minutes? Uh-huh. With Oded Fair narrating the whole mm-hmm. thing. And so it's it's with his task done, uh-huh. Anubis took his... Wait, wait, he doesn't even get to enjoy it? It was just the act of, okay, Egypt's all conquered, see ya. Yeah, so I guess, like, they're saying in 3000 BC that jackal-headed warriors conquered all of Egypt for the Scorpion King? Of course they quick. did. Of course they did. And then everything disappeared and everybody was like, I... What? I, I guess, guess we'll just go we're about going to do our thing again. Now we're on our own. Can we? I guess and I feel like the last place that was conquered, it must have been extraordinarily mind boggling, you know, mm-hmm. like because they, they show the jackals overrunning a city and knocking shit down. And then in the midst of that battle, they claim victory. Dwayne Johnson's like screaming out his victory. And then whoonk, 
gets sucked into the underworld. Jackal army disperses. I feel like the survivors in that city are just sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, they, we were overrun and now they're gone? Are we a democracy now? <laughs> what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's the first five minutes of the movie. Um, and now we're back in the 1930s where uh, we learn that Rick and Evelyn have a little kid named Alex and they like to go play with him in pyramids full of like bad guys and curses. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Take your 10 year old to work day. I mean, what else are they going to do, Megan? She had some prophetic dreams that led uh -huh. her to this place. And if they didn't go as a family, how were they really going to do anything? as a family mm -hmm. you know if you can't raid tombs or what is it i have to go help your mother desecrate another tomb i believe is what he says <laughs> when he leaves line. his son <laughs> yes. self-aware line mm -hmm. it is <laughs> right so she has this dream that she should go to this tomb and in the tomb they find the bracelet of anubis um you know some shenanigans happen but they make off with a bracelet and uh yeah, back in their luxury home in London, question mark, I think. I think it's London. And of course, they, remember, they made off with all that treasure at the end of The Mummy. Mm, that's right. They have all that. Yeah. Um, we also learn that, um, oh, man, they just beat out these, like, Egyptian cultists who are trying to resurrect Imhotep. Because, you know, it's been like 10 years since he's been resurrected. Let's Let's, let's get him back. His work wasn't done yet, Megan. His mm -mm. love story was not yet over. No. And, uh, yeah. All right. We'll get into his love story. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Oh, this movie is, this movie is action-packed. It's a comedy. It's a tragedy. It's a romance. It's, it's all the things. Yeah. Not only do they want to resurrect Imhotep, they're going to resurrect the Scorpion King and his entire army. And then they're going to pit Imhotep against the Scorpion King and once Imhotep beats the Scorpion King, they will now have control of Anubis's jackal-headed army. Exactly. So obviously the O'Connell son puts the Scorpion bracelet on his arm and he gets visions of where he's supposed to go to unlock the Scorpion King's army as those things work. Of course, because nobody else could find the magical oasis of Amsher where DJ originally got his army. Right. Need that bracelet. You do. And once he puts on the bracelet, now he's started a clock, Amber. He has seven days to get there, or else he will die unless he goes into the temple by dawn. Ten-year-old's life at stake. Those are yeah. some odds. So they are um, traipsing through the desert. The little boy is leaving sandcastles for his parents to find. Like It's like breadcrumbs, except sandcastles in the shape of ancient Egyptian like relics and things, towns and, and stuff. They're good. They're, they're good. very good. Sand sculptures. Like this, this is impressive work for anyone, yes. much less a, a tiny 10-year-old's. Um, yeah, they um, end up getting to this oasis. Um, obviously, Rachel Wise discovers that she her previous life was as Princess Nefertiti. Princess Nefertiti was the daughter of the pharaoh that... Anox and a moon murdered way back in the day. So they have a history, Amber. Um, fight, fight, fight. Um, the army comes back. Odette Fair and his buddies, who apparently, like, Odette Fair apparently had, like, a fucking army of thousands behind him. And why they weren't used in the first movie, 
I don't know. Yeah, it's it's the the twelve tribes of the Magi's army. Yeah, obviously. Uh huh. That weren't used the first time that Imhotep was going to be resurrected. Well, you know. Save it for the important things the second time he gets resurrected. Yeah, I mean, certainly not for the singular purpose for which they were created. No, ah, let's okay. not use it for that. I, I definitely was. He, when they dig up Imhotep, Oded Fair's there, but just Oded yes. Fair. Mm-hmm. No one, no army there murdering all of those people digging up the mummy. No, oh, they're just aware that it's happening and have infiltrated the group. Yes, he's just undercover. He's not going to do anything. He's just getting info. Intel, uh, Amber. Yeah, but this time, this time they're really going to show up and do their jobs. Yeah, because a falcon told them to. By failing to defeat the army of Anubis and ultimately mm-hmm. pointlessly traipsing across the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Once that's... again, all you really needed was Brendan Fraser and that's Rachel Weiss. Amber, Amber, that's all you ever need. So, uh, Rachel Wise gets murdered, except the, uh, her son reads from the Book of the Dead and brings her back. And then Rachel Wise and, uh, Anax and Amun fight, 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 which is great. They fight a couple times in this movie. Back in the past as Nefertiti and, and Anax and Amun, and then again in the future. Um, oh, at this point, by the way, um, Imhotep has brought the soul of Anaxanamun back into her genetic uh, reincarnation. I mean, we're assuming genetic reincarnation. You're you're going based off of Jupiter ascending rules, which I'm totally comfortable with. Yeah. Uh huh. How else would you have a an exact double of a person, Ember? You gotta go Jupiter ascending rules. I'm sorry. I I probably didn't need to clarify that. Brendan Fraser and Imhotep fight. Um, while the Scorpion King is like coming out and then they're like, oh shit, it's the Scorpion King. And then Imhotep pretends he's going to be a servant to the Scorpion King. So the Scorpion King goes after Brendan Fraser. Jonathan hands him this like scepter that he's been carrying around the entire fucking movie and turns out it's a spear and the only thing that can kill the Scorpion King, which Brendan Fraser does and sends them back to demon hell. The end. Yeah, it's pretty good. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I give that like a B, B plus. Oh man, shit, Amber. I would have given me like an A plus plus plus. Yeah, but I have higher standards and I want you to improve over time. I had low expectations of this one. I did not understand this movie until I just said it out loud. <laughs> and I'm not even sure that it made sense, so it's all coming together now. Uh-huh. This plot is perfect. So Amber, what did Metacritic have to say about this movie? The critics gave it a 48 and the mm-hmm. audience 33 ouch yeah it was rough it was yeah. real rough yeah tomato meter was at 47 for the critics and 63 for the audience so my audience was a lot more forgiving than metacritic's audience how do you feel about this critical reception megan um i think that um rotten tomatoes is pretty on par um i think 33 is way too low for an audience score. No, oh, definitely. I just want to want to read one blurb from okay. uh, my my personal favorite mm-hmm. critic, oh, no. uh, A.O. Scott of the New York Times. Oh, boy. Oh, no. It, it is given a 50%. The uh-huh. noisome action sequences of The Mummy Returns are preferable to the quiet times when the cast is limited to spouting dialogue that is a banal combination of exposition and homily. And homily, Amber? Homily? Banal homilies. 
You are reviewing The Mummy Returns. You went and watched The Mummy Returns. This is not your fucking graduate thesis. <laughs> but God help me, I love Sausage Party. But Fuck Sausage you. Party, my God, that was a masterpiece. I would like to um, follow that up with uh, my favorite um, review, which was a bully follow-up to the 1999 International Smash. <laughs> bully. It was a bully follow-up, Ember. It was jolly good. Yeah. From David Hunter, the Hollywood Reporter. All right. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. The Washington Post didn't think that Brendan Fraser, while likable, makes a very good action hero. Ouch. I don't think I agree with that. He, he's he's a different kind of action hero. Yeah. There's plenty of room in our philosophies for plenty of different types of action heroes. And he is the affable everyman action hero. You know, like you see him do it. And you're like, maybe I could do that, too. Maybe. Maybe I could punch a mummy, too. Right. But he's approachable. Mm-hmm. He's he's adorable. Yeah. He's likable. He's a little goofy. Yeah. But he still shoots things and throws things and chops things. And yeah. and he does Capable. so well. I think it's believable when he does those things. I would agree with that, Amber. As believable as anyone else fake doing those things for mm-hmm. money. Yeah. You know, acting. Acting. <laughs> you know, the definition of acting, <laughs> which we've learned here on this podcast. Yeah. Pretending for money. Um, He says the immortal line, I hate mummies in this movie. Yeah, but he, and he says it with such conviction. He doesn't he just does. say, I hate mummies. He just doesn't throw it away on no. the ground. I hate mummies. You know, it's ripped <laughs> from the bowels of his soul, his soul's yeah. bowels, with yeah. a ghost's poop. Ghost's poop. <laughs> you know, because if your soul is your ghost and it's yeah. ripped from his soul's bowels, bowels. it's ghost it's poop. poop. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah, I think 48 is a bit low. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a silly-ass movie. It's a silly-ass sequel to a silly-ass movie. What do you want? And they definitely go hardcore into just, like, action. Action pieces. Yes. One after the other, after the other, after the other. They're not really working hard on the plot. They're not really asking Mm -mm. much of their actors in terms of doing acting thingies. Yeah. The nice thing about this movie is that they're more actors of color with more bigger parts they're not just for um you know murdering and uh there's no plagues that kill like all of an egyptian city yeah they just skip right past the plagues those are not necessary this time around not the second time amber Mm -mm. Mm -mm. it's not how it works not at all yes you had you you did you had more people of color and well you had the same number of women in this movie yes you probably had three times as much women on the screen time uh, yeah, the, the critics can bite me. So can A.O. Scott, most of all. Especially A.O. Scott. Tone yeah. it down, man. Jesus. Yeah. It's fucking Mummy Returns. Put away your thesaurus. Bye, Curtis Corner. Bye. So, Amber. Yes, Megan. Amber, the Connells can't stop just making out. And they make out so much that they, like, lose their kid, like, three times when they're making out. Yeah, they can't keep their hands off each other. I'm shocked that they do not have way more children than they do. They 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 are constantly gazing lovingly into each other's eyes and kissing each other. Yeah, that kid must be sick of seeing that. Mm Mm-hmm. And and he gets up to mischief when it happens. Puts on the bracelet because his parents Mm -hmm. are having a heated argument that ends in romantic kissing. 
and then yep. gets kidnapped with the bracelet because his parents are making out in congratulations for your surviving muppies mummies on a mummies and possibly muppies i don't know on a double yeah, decker muppies. bus mm-hmm. making out is 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 ruining his childhood yeah they were making out way more than the couple that hadn't seen each other for 3000 years they ruined this love story it was perfect mm-hmm. and then they they basically promote a smear campaign on Anuxa Moon's character and smear and then smear campaign it is a it is a damn smear campaign <laughs> don't you laugh at me i'm not i i'm totally with you i'm just i'm just catching up amber you have all we know of her in the mummy movie is that what they tell us the exposition of he had her as a mistress is the word they use they use mm-hmm. mistress and yes. then that that no other man was allowed to touch her and mm-hmm. so you have this forbidding pharaoh face and and this woman who has this forbid, forbidden romance with this priest who yes. is willing to risk everything for their love it's beautiful and then you know she stabs and kills him and then and then suicides herself with the whole mm-hmm. my body is no longer his temple so like that just i am taking ownership of my personhood but in this movie in this movie she's not his mistress she's his fiance yes this is true and she i would argue that not necessarily by choice not necessarily by choice that's fair mm-hmm. she's his fiance and she's also apparently his bodyguard uh-huh yes because there's this great scene where while imhotep is calling anuxuna moon's soul from the underworld to put it in the reincarnation sitting next to him uh, rachel weiss is pulled into the same vision Mm-hmm. because she is the reincarnation of Nefertiri. So then they get to see the fight scene in the past between apparently Anux and Amun and Nefertiri would do exhibition fights for her father, the pharaoh. Right. And the court. So it shows guess... them doing a badass fight. Yeah. I guess he likes watching his fiance and daughter fight yes. in, like, bikinis. It thrills him, apparently. Oh, dear. Anux and Amun wins. And then there's this weird moment where she's like, hey, you know, you're getting better. I'll have to watch my back. And Rachel Weiss is like, maybe I'm going to have to watch mine. Like, what is, where's that even coming from? No, yeah. So, mm-hmm. And then the pharaoh's like, no one better to guard my bracelet than my daughter Nefertiri. And you see the Scorpion King bracelet get whisked off. And my body then anooks in a moon. Oh, so she's, mm-hmm. she's your fiancé and your bodyguard? Unless he meant it in some sort of like... Gross sexual way. like yeah. you know she's she's the queen of my dick yeah i don't know i don't know either but essentially it makes him seem like a trusting affable fool and mm-hmm. her like this devious snake woman yeah they did they did make that kind of the, the case rather than him being some sort of um lecherous um grossy they made him seem like some sort of doting dope Exactly. And then and then Rachel Weiss's Nefertiri actually witnesses the moment of betrayal oh, yeah. between Anux and Amun and Imhotep and then her own father's murder. Yeah. So she's got to get back at Anux and Amun. I guess. It makes it personal, Amber. You got to have, have it be personal. It's got to be fucking stakes. <laughs> just don't have to just like save the world and get your fucking kid back. You got to like revenge your um dearly departed uh dad from three thousand years ago i guess so and then 
And then we also have, like, to, to continue the smear campaign, which I think also mm-hmm. it, in some ways extends to Imhotep himself. Because yeah. like in the first movie, he's sort of a victim who is playing out this tragic situation. Yeah, he, all he wants is his, his, his lady back. Yeah, he, he died for love, he was cursed for love, and when he comes back, he's using all of that power to bring her back. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this one, he has this whole posse of super evil henchmen who yeah. are who are committed to bringing him back and giving him this army, which he never asked for. He no. didn't seem to be in any... Maybe, maybe he would have gotten around to world domination once he had resurrected his love. That was mm-hmm. the assumption everybody made. We don't know that for sure. He we never don't. said anything about it. He wasn't trying to amass an army, necessarily. He didn't mention anything about, oh, good, the Year of the Scorpion's coming in 10 years. No, no, he wasn't even thinking about that. But now we have this whole army of evil people who are just clearly evil. Anuxuna Moon is crazy evil. She just, yeah. she likes, she likes causing pain, threatening mm-hmm. people with poisonous snakes. And then they resurrect him. He's happy to see her, but not as happy as you'd think he'd be. No, no, he he worked so hard for that last movie and he gets it in this movie. First, he sees her um, genetic reincarnation. And he's like... All right, sounds good. I'm gonna put your soul back in you soon, and then he finally like gets her, the, her soul back in her, and they're like, "Hi." Oh, that's and that's it. They're really trying to up the the evil, the the good versus evil stakes. Yeah, which, which just ugh, it, it ruins it for me. Unnecessary. I mean, it doesn't ruin it. I'm still I still love this movie. I'm just now that I'm looking at it through the veil of. Anux and a moon and, and Imhotep, it just... Yeah, the best part of the last movie is now just... It's just ruined. And then the end of the love story is the worst part. Yeah. But in some ways, the most beautiful part. Yeah. I This actually, like, this this hurt me a little bit on the inside. Like It's this really was, sad, this sad, right? Yeah. It's, I was thinking about this while we were watching the first Mummy of how this story ends, how truly sad it is. It was almost yeah. better in the first one when he didn't get a chance to resurrect her because... She didn't then have a chance to disappoint him. Oh, oh, stab in the heart, Amber. So this is after the Scorpion King has been defeated. Both Brendan Fraser and Imhotep are like teetering on or they're they're in a cliff, but they've got their hands up on the side of the cliff and they're trying to get up and they're being pulled down into the depths of hell by like souls of the dead or something. And, uh, of course, the temple is coming down around them, as any good temple does at the end of any of these movies. And uh, Brendan Fraser um, looks at Rachel Wise, who's over kind of in the archway. He's like, go, just fucking go. Do not come at me. Do not try to help me. And she does. Rachel Wise comes and helps uh, Brendan Fraser out. And, uh, oh, man, Amber, I can't say it. Imhotep is also struggling to maintain mm. his grip on the edge as the arms try to pull him deeper down. Rather than wave Anuxunum away, he begs for her help. Yeah. Please, help me, he says. Yeah. She looks at him, screams, no, and runs away. Oh. We go back to Imhotep. The oh. look on his face is truly tragic. Yeah. What does he say, Amber? Anuxunamun. Oh, as though Arrow his to heart, my heart is breaking yeah. because it is it has broken mm-hmm. everything was done for his love of this woman 
who then left him to die. Yeah. And his greatest enemy is being held in the arms of the woman who just saved his life right next to him. So he glances to the side, looks yeah. at them. He gets this like wistful smile on his face. Mm-hmm. And then he just pitches himself back into just the chasm. Fucking let's go. Just let's go. He can't, Amber. He can't. He can't with this. Because what's the point even? Yeah. It's not about losing his mummy powers. It's not Mm-mm. about failing to resurrect. Like, I, he would have been fine if he could have just mm-hmm. left with her. This this all got out of hand. This all got it crazy. Did. He gets resurrected. Here's an Uxuna moon. Okay, what do I do next? Oh, here's a demon army, my lord. Okay, I guess this is what I'm doing. I feel like he mm-hmm. was sort of just railroaded into he this was. this mission. Yeah, he would have just left with her if he could have. And you can argue that, you know, they so, so they get to the temple and everybody's pretty sure he's going to be able to defeat the Scorpion King easily until Anubis removes his magic mummy powers. Mm-hmm. So they were all wrong. They yes, were all super, very, super wrong. It was worth nothing. They, yeah. <laughs> they did not need the mummy to do this. Nope. Because it didn't matter. And Anuks and Amun tells him, let's not do this. Mm-hmm. And he decides to do it anyway after taking a manly heroic kiss from her. Yeah, I guess there was a moment that she would have left with him, huh? There was a moment that she would have left with him. I wonder if maybe he was insecure oh. and in and, and her, like maybe she wouldn't have been satisfied with a man who didn't have Anubis's army behind him. Yeah. Maybe he always knew that her love for him was ultimately lacking. Ugh. Just to have it rubbed in his face like that, Megan. Yeah. And then about 3.6 seconds later, Anaxinamun trips into a pit of, of scorpions and gets <laughs> eaten alive <laughs> by scorpions. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like wow it's just yeah and thus ends a love this... story spanning thousands of years yeah how disappointing oh well oh well anywho anywho i, I guess other things happen things happen in this movie but that's the most important thing yeah love story but there was there was some good i mean there was it was mostly just constant action yeah this was action like i think um I don't know, 15 minutes in the movie, you're like, this is their third, like, action set piece. (laughs) The beginning of the movie does seem to be, or I guess once they get back to London and Imhotep comes back to life, they just pull a whole bunch of mummies up uh, out of nothing. Literal dust in a vase. Mm -hmm. Imhotep summons mummies to attack Brendan Fraser and Oded Fair, who has shown up to let them know that all hell's about to break loose. And then there's the pygmy mummies. There's there's oh extra mummies in this one. There's there's dirigible adventures. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Izzy flies the dirigible and there's a... Um, Imhotep summons a wall of water with his face in it to go attack the dirigible through cliff sides. Yeah, they're in like a canyon or gorge mm-hmm. with the Nile beneath them. And he essentially chases them into the oasis where they had to go anyway. He does, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they crash. They do. Yeah. And and he has to somehow make the dirigible work again after crashing. Well, yeah. they go off to save their son. Yeah. They go off to save their son. Izzy makes the dirigible work again. And Izzy ends up saving them at the end uh, by picking them off the top of the pyramid as the oasis collapses in on itself. Exactly. In main highlights of this movie... More Oded Fair. Yes. Definite bonus. More female action awesomeness. Definite yes. bonus. Mm-hmm. Arnold Vosloo gets more opportunities to be just 
just a delightful yeah delightful character yeah he he's mummies a, super well he super does yeah or i suppose bald shirtless guys super mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. i just i believe it i believe that you are an ancient mummy priest oh amber i do want to say um a couple of things one is that when uh at the very beginning when rachel wise finds the box with anubis's bracelet in it she says literally what harm can happen by opening a box she knows what harm can come from opening a box she knows exactly what harm can come from opening a box he says don't open that box Mm -hmm. the bad thing starts to happen and then they read the warning on the box yeah it's yeah she knows this shit is cursed she knows curses exist yeah she's pretty blasé for somebody who knows that all this stuff is actually real yeah and then there's um, either another or I guess probably the same box that gave um, the mummy back his like corporeal form um, is brought to um, Imhotep and they're trying to get essentially Anaxinamun is trying to get these random three guys to open this box um, so that Imhotep can get back his corporeal form. And they're like, I don't think we should open this box. I see what it says on this box. We should not open this box. And then essentially they open the box and he eats them. Anyway, it's two box openings, Amber. Don't open boxes. To be fair, they did have an idiot in their party. They had established he was a moron. Yes. And it was the moron that opened the box. Thus dooming his two probably smarter friends. Yep. Sometimes it's great having a moron in the party. Sometimes it it spells your doom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Amber. And And then. then. Oh, oh, and then. Oh boy! Then they then they get the Scorpion King back, Amber. Yeah, the Scorpion and, King. This, that was that was what this was all building to. And it's the Rock's time to shine again. Is it though? No, no, it's not. <sighs> so it's like, yeah. So you you have the the mummies, Imhotep's ringing the gong to summon him, and then Brendan Fraser shows up. He his wife just died. He doesn't know his son is off resurrecting her. So mm-hmm. they're having a fight to the death but then all of a sudden behind him a tep and brendan fraser's epic fight a door opens and what's inside it's not the fucking rock i can tell you that no it is the scorpion king amber it is a giant scorpion with the face of the rock from like a sega version of wrestlemania like it's that kind of animation of his face and his hair it's it's like bad cgi doesn't tend to bother me that much this is terrible yeah, this it's is terrible awful. it is fan- it is it is grotesque i mean you, you're already fusing a man's face and torso onto a giant scorpion but then mm-hmm. you did that oh boy yeah the rock is not in this movie anymore this is this is 2d animated rock on a scorpion yeah it was amazing and incredible and it led to an epic battle Mm -hmm. which was mostly just brendan fraser running away from the Mm -hmm. giant scorpion monster that we at one point see fully dismember somebody that was upsetting yep Mm -hmm. so if you have this unkillable scorpion monster whatever Mm -hmm. are you going to do well i'm glad you asked that question because Mm -hmm. (laughs) earlier in the movie 
Brendan Fraser reveals that he has a tattoo on the back oh, of dear. his wrist. Oh my gosh. And this this is fine because mm-hmm. in the entirety of the first Mummy movie, he was wearing this leather wrap yep. covering that wrist. So it's yep. fine that you just suddenly tattoo him. Yeah. Don't worry about it. The leather wrap breaks early in the movie. Oded Fair spies that sweet ink. Oded Fair asks him a question. Brendan Fraser replies with the mm-hmm. right response, though he does not know why. Right. Oded Fair's like, I knew it. You're a holy warrior. You're also a magi. He's like, this old thing? They just slapped that on me in an orphanage in Cairo. Yes. Someone's going around tattooing children in Cairo, apparently. Only the chosen children. Only the chosen ones. So, just in case you're wondering, Brendan Fraser's character is an orphan who was tattooed and is a warrior for God. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for that, because while he's fleeing from the Scorpion King, he comes upon a surprisingly helpful illustration that shows a person with his exact tattoo holding mm-hmm. a staff that looks a lot like the golden staff that Jonathan has been carting around this entire time. Mm-hmm. Then he walks a little bit farther, and oh, that guy suddenly is holding the staff up. And then, oh, it looks like he's turning the staff into, oh, a spear. And then oh. what's this next panel reveal? Oh, that spear, killing the Scorpion King. Uh-huh. Oh, guess what spears can be used for? Killing Scorpion Kings. I guess we'll use this. Oh, great. It's- it's Thanks. literally an instruction manual to his own life. Yeah, to here's what your he tattoo. Has to do. Here's the spear. Here's you killing the scorpion king. Oh, do you get it? I see. And we knew you wouldn't be able to read ancient Egyptian despite all of the shit that's happened to you. So we made it into pictures. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Life-size pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he does that. And then apparently you can do one of two things when you kill the scorpion king, Amber. You can either take his army for yourself or you can send them all to the depths of hell. Imagine how much you could get done with that army. Oh my it God. doesn't necessarily need to be used for evil. It okay? Doesn't. Yeah. You have an army of unkillable monsters or killable monsters, but kind of like an infinite number of them, apparently. Yeah. They could work on infrastructure for like roads. They could do farming. Yeah. They could be. Do they even need to eat, or do you just have like endless free. They're made out of sand. Morality, not an issue, labor. Yeah. Yeah, he chose the boring option. It was a stupid option. I, world domination can be done in lots of different ways. Maybe mm-hmm. you dominate with kindness. Yeah. So, Amber, I was trying to convince you that Imhotep didn't need an army of undead jackal-headed sand monsters. He could have used his powers of, like, moving water to irrigate farmlands or... You know, really just dominate the world by helping people. Yeah, no, I'm completely off this idea. It's not possible. I say you have to dominate the world by dominating the world. You can't just be kind and do nice things and expect people to take you seriously. They'll just keep taking things until you show them your mean side by unleashing a plague. You just went 180 on this. Yes, I did. I did completely. Huh. All right. Because it just sounded just so ridiculous coming Mm -hmm. from you. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amber. Yes, Megan. How would you rate this re- no. movie on the rock scale? R being for regrettable, O for outstanding, C for craze balls, and K for K. Eh. It's craze balls. Craze Obviously. balls. Why does this scale exist? It exists to torment me. Mm-hmm, probably. Yeah, craze balls, there's, there's a little K mixed in there. Like, I uh, did I like the first one better? 
it, it, it's hmm. difficult to say because it, the first one had yeah. much less action. I feel like less happened in the first one. Yeah. But it was also more intelligible. Right. Whereas this was kind of, we're just going to do everything and it's going to be big and just we're going to do stuff this time and not talk about it. Yeah. And there was less casual racism in this one. There was. I do appreciate that. Less casual racism, more female screen time, more POCs. Mm-hmm. Always good. Always pros. I think the, the movie itself might have been a little bit more of a wackadoodle mess in a good way, mm-hmm. in a fun way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably, I think I'm less fond of this one than I am of the first one. So there's a little sure. bit of decay in there. Yeah. All right. But I'd still recommend it. You, you got to see, even if it's not that satisfying, you have to see the end of the most Ugh. beautiful love story of all time. Most tragic. I mean, the tragedy of the ending really makes the story. Yeah, People absolutely. are always talking about that bullshit Romeo and Juliet shit. What mm-hmm. happens if Juliet was like, fuck no, I'm out. Fuck, fuck no, I'm not drinking poison. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Motherfucker, I don't have to drink poison. It's more tragic because Romeo was like, but I fully committed. <laughs> And I'm seeing another love story play out right in front of me. Yeah. And these motherfuckers are so happy. <laughs> My worst enemy. <laughs> mm. Megan, do an Abby story. Oh, okay, Amber, I will. So, um, Abby is in the place where she's, you know, a three-year-old and likes to test out um, boundaries. So, I was taking care of Abby with my mom this past weekend while um, Dan and Erica went away for the weekend. And so, you know, you have to be the person who puts down, lays down. I am the law. No, you're not, but continue. Okay. Um, you, 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 can't, you can't let her get away with things. You have to tell her the things and you have to stick to the guns of the things you said for no reason you said those things but now it has to happen because you're the adult now she has to use her fork to eat those chicken nuggets because i said it so you can't show any weakness god damn it now i have to make it happen um but she's very much like she (laughs) she will um like do a bad thing and then be corrected on it and like for example um she was using her fork um, to like scratch the table and I was telling her she could not do that and um, I took the fork away for a little while and said she could have it back when she remembered how to use a fork and so she took it back and then she takes she pick up, picks up the fork puts it next to the table and looks at me and goes eh? it's like a I do this bad thing did you mean it when you said I could not testing testing yeah, she's done it with a bunch of things. It's it's you have to try not to laugh at it. It's it's very amusing. No, you definitely can't laugh at it. Eh? Cuz that's that's a whole nother type of weakness that will be yeah. exploited. Because she loves to make people laugh and so if she can get you to laugh at something, she will um repeat that thing to get you to laugh some more at it. That's reasonable. Mhm. Amber, did you remember that you had to do a recommendation today? Not even a little. No. Um, once Perfect. I once I asked you to do an Abby story, that mm-hmm. was the first time I'd thought of it. Good. Yeah. Great. Um, Professionals ever. Yeah. No, I'm really good at this. How about, if in doubt, you don't prepare. Mm-hmm. Pull from your strengths. So here's a nice two-season show yep. that I love. I was going to say, you beat me to it. <laughs> it is called Reaper. Ah, oh, fuck Yeah. This delightful and lightly biblically themed show mm-hmm. 
uh, aired like mid 2000s. Sure. It was like 2007, 2008-ish. Stars Brett Harrison and Tyler Labine, Rick Gonzalez, and Missy Peregrim. Um, Ray Wise is also in it. Yes, he Ray plays Wise, the Ray. devil. He's he the plays devil. the devil. He is introduced in the first episode, popping into the main character's car. Mm-hmm. Main character freaks out. He's like, you want my car? He's like, I don't want your car, Sammy. I'm the devil. And he like musses his hair a little bit when he says it. Oh, God. Ray Wise plays such a good devil. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Michael Ian Black shows up for a little bit. Army Hammer shows up for a little bit. Ken Marino's in some episodes. So essentially, Brett Harrison is this mm-hmm. white guy slacker. It's his 21st birthday. His parents clearly coddle him. He works at a dead-end job at sort of a Home Depot-style store. They have zero expectations for him. He has zero expectations for himself. And that's because his parents sold his soul to the devil. Obvi. His father got sick. They made a deal with the devil to save him. And they're like, we'll never have kids. And then they did wind up having a kid. And so they felt bad this entire time. So they just coddled him because they knew on his 21st birthday, the devil would come collecting. Yeah, that's great. I don't know, it's just, it's great. I think it's a Kevin Smith show. Mm. And then he and his slacker friends, uh, rather than getting dragged to hell, the devil tasks him with being hell's bounty hunter. And he is supposed to bring escaped souls back to hell through one of the many hell portals uh, on earth. Yep. This one would be the DMV, mm-hmm. which is staffed, of course, by a demon. Why wouldn't it be? And all the demons are actually fallen angels. And so there are also demons who don't like the devil. And then it's just, it's ridiculous. And and he's given vessels to absorb the souls of the damned, but the vessels are all fucking ridiculous. Like one of them is an A-track tape. Another one is a dirt devil. They're not good at their jobs. It's very funny, though. And I genuinely enjoy Tyler Labine. Yeah. He's... This character's a little gross in this, but I think it walks the line. I probably haven't watched it in long enough to know. Oh, Tyler Labine. He was so good yeah. in Dirk Gently. Yeah, that's a good one. Very good one, Amber. Reaper. Ridiculous. Yeah. Little supernatural. Mostly just crazy silliness. Two seasons. Come on. Two sweet seasons. 31 yeah. episodes. Do you have a recommendation? Yes, I do, Amber. I am going to recommend shopping at the Salvation Army. So... I got this sweater at the Salvation Army the other week, and I wore it this week, and like three people said that they really liked my sweater, and I was thinking to myself, hmm, I'm glad I went to the Salvation Army the other day, and got this sweater. So, that thrift, was thrift store shopping. It's a lovely sweater. What I can see of it is very green. Um, It's not this sweater. Oh. It's a different sweater. So, just to be clear... You're bragging about a sweater, but you're not even going to show me the sweater. No. I, I haven't earned the sweater. Yeah, maybe later, Amber. Maybe one day. That's fine. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have also had excellent experiences at specifically the Salvation Army. More specifically, I, the Salvation Army in Troy. Yeah. I, I love it when the Salvation Army gets together their act and uh, organizes things by size. Because... What the fuck are you organizing things by color for? I don't go in there to find a green shirt. I go in there to find something it's, that would fit me. It's so visually appealing, though. I guess. Uh, yeah. I always found that very entertaining. I was never really looking for shirts anyway. I was looking for oddities. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the Troy, New York fucking Salvation Army always delivered. 
Nice. Did I tell you about the time I found a leather jacket with my name on it? No. Wow. Yeah. It was, it's a leather bomber jacket with mm-hmm. my name embroidered on the sleeve. Shit. And then it w- had a seal from the Hay River Fire Department in the Northwest Territories. Sure. So yeah, a small town fire department up in Canada mm-hmm. has somebody or had somebody with my name who somehow, or at least their belongings, ended up in Troy, New York. Oh, I bought that jacket. Of course you would. I mean, why would I not buy that jacket? Yeah. It's a great jacket. There was a um, Salvation Army in Bangor, Maine that I went to that every time I went there, they had like Merrill shoes in my size that were like barely worn. I feel like I bought like three pairs of Merrill shoes there. It's just like one person who yeah, would like slowly get a pair, getting rid of, yeah. Just like, oh, I don't like these anymore. They're so last season. Mm-hmm, I guess so. <laughs> Yoink. Reaper in thrift stores. Yeah. Or Reaper in the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. You were specific. Let's stay specific. All right. Yeah, go to Sal's. What? Yeah, we, we can't fucking tell you that Goodwill's going to be worth it. We don't know. Yeah. I typically find better things at Sal's than I do at the Goodwill Sal's? store. Sal's? Sounds Sal's, like a pizza yeah. place. I don't know. We always call it call it sal's growing up yet more madness from your childhood that i didn't need to be privy to yay so amber let me um say that um people should check out our twitter because i haven't posted it yet but by the time this episode goes up amber we have fucking fan art we are big time no for reals though you should check out our twitter because this is amazing yeah i don't take any of this very seriously i don't think i'm really doing much of anything but what has happened because of us doing this is Mm -hmm. something truly beautiful yes Uh uh-huh my brother dan has made um probably the third best thing that he's been a part of making in his life i'm sorry are you putting his children ahead of this Mm, i was trying to be non-specific in case they listen later coward Dan made some fan art of uh, Amber's um, Tales from Brooklyn from last week. And uh, go to Bad Movies Rock on Twitter and enjoy. And you're welcome. And thank you, Dan. Seriously, do. Do take that two minutes. It is you. It is not wasted. It is a beautiful use of two minutes. It's, I, it's a beautiful use of ten minutes. Watch it five times. You will not be sad or sorry. I You'll did. miss something the first few times. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Yeah, it's very good. He did such a great job. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Danathan. Thank you, Dan. Um, all right. And I'll close like I always do by saying, hey, Amber, rock, paper, scissors. Rochambeau, motherfucker. Bye, Megan. Bye, Amber. Rochambeau, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>